What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couch Takes. Got another nice week of sports and life to talk about. Andrew, you doing all right today? I'm doing fantastic. It's great to be here for episode 13. Is that right? Yeah, 13. That's this week. Pretty crazy, dude. It seems kind of like we just started two days ago. Yeah, it's been going by pretty quick. So why don't we just kick things right off? Favorite things of the week. Andrew, you want to start us off? Yeah, I do. So it's no secret. My favorite player in the NFL is Aaron Rodgers. And for those of you who do not know, he was on Game of Thrones this week, my favorite show. So it was pretty (laughs) awesome. I got to see him blow up and fire. I actually didn't even know it was him. I saw it on uh, Twitter because I I knew he was going to be on the episode, but I didn't know where to look or when he was going to be. So when I saw it on Twitter later, I was like, oh, yeah, shoot. I did see that. I just didn't realize it was him. So that's the thing I love about Game of Thrones is minus that one weird Ed Sheeran appearance. No, um, that was super weird, yeah. Yeah, it was. But besides that one, they've had a bunch of celebrity cameos before, but they're usually the type where, like, I, I, don't, I don't even realize that that's who that was until after the episode when they announce it, you know what I mean? Yeah, they usually just put them in as, like, extras to die and stuff like that. Yeah, which I like, think is actually super thing. cool, like... Yeah, yeah, you just get on there to die. It's pretty cool. Yeah, because like I, literally during that scene, I was like, I was like, oh, that was a really like cool part. And then learning that that was Aaron Rodgers, I was like, well, that makes it even cooler, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome. I enjoyed it a lot. That's, I thought uh, it was a good one. It's so funny to me because like he knew about all this like a year ago when they filmed it. So <laughs> I wonder if he, I wonder if he knows what the ending is. I feel like he I does. wouldn't say I wouldn't say he knows what the ending is. I don't think they would trust <laughs> just Aaron Rodgers but yeah, I don't know but being on set you never know you know yeah he was people, on set but it was talk. for that specific scene it's not like he hung around all day and then hung around for the last episode he, they, he probably just showed up did his thing it was done we don't know we do not know he might know the ending Aaron well, we'll Rodgers might hold the key to the ending of Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah he's the key to everything right Andrew absolutely greatest quarterback alive baby well that's good uh, I'm glad you think so, at least. But <laughs> we're not going into that. Uh, okay. So my right, favorite thing continue. of the week is, I guess yours was kind of sports-related, but mine's not at all. Um, so I, literally yesterday I found this new miniseries on HBO that just started called Chernobyl. Yeah. Have you heard about I, it? Yeah, my roommate literally came in my room yesterday and asked me if I've watched it yet. He said it was really cool. Oh, it's amazing. And because, you know, like, obviously most everyone knows about what happened at Chernobyl. Um, being, yeah. I mean, I guess if you don't tragedy, it was a it happened in like 86. <laughs> so it's like, it was 12 years before we were born or something like that. So, I mean, it was, it's at that time frame where like, we know generally what happened people our age, but it's like, when you look deep into it, there's so much stuff that really happened that a lot of people don't even know about. So it's, it's crazy to, I, I highly recommend it. You need to, you need to watch it, but it's crazy to see how much stuff actually went down that people may or may not have known about. And, um, like, it's kind of great. Like, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's like, it's a lot. It could have posed the problem for the entire world. We'll just put it that way, okay? Yeah. Well, and, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Couch Shakes will go all History Channel on y'all, and we'll have a whole episode on it. I don't know. <laughs> Special. Doubtful. Chernobyl. But maybe. <laughs> couch takes takes chernobyl so that may have destroyed their world but um i'll tell you what destroyed my world oh yeah baby oh i loved it gosh injected into my veins you like watching just a team lose in game seven 
Oh, yeah. I love it. I love watching teams lose in Game 7. It's freaking awesome, especially when it comes down to it. Man, it is awesome. You hurt me. The Sixers were like, like okay, blood. Was that, okay, like Portland. When Portland beat Denver, joking. was that not awesome? Oh, no, no. That was awesome. Like, it was so funny because I was watching that, the Portland game. Portland and Denver went to Game 7, and I was like, I got to watch this for our take on couch takes, you know? Like, I was... I was so yeah. high on Portland going into this series, and they take it to Game Me Seven, too. and it was close. I mean, they had like a seventeen-point comeback in this game to win. So, oh, I was biting my nails. I was like, "Oh crap, another horrible take." I was but like, "I know, know we're, we're gonna have to eat crow we on this right. one." But hey, we were right, dude. I think me and you can both agree that Portland's gonna get clapped by Golden State, though. <laughs> um, I don't know. KD's not playing Game One and Game Two. I, I mean, even if they add KD, I'd say Portland might take a game or two, but. I don't think it's going to matter. Do you think they're going to get swept? No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. They might take a game or two, even when, even when Golden State has KD. So, I mean, I'm saying maybe they win two games. Two games is, is at your max, you think? I would be very surprised if Portland got three games on Golden State. I would be too. Yeah, there ain't. I don't see it going to game seven. No, but to go back to that, the Kawhi shot that broke my heart, um, I can't even say that, like, because I wasn't watching it when it happened, man. It it tore me I up was. because, well, see, I turned off the game at the end of the third quarter because I was like, hey, Game of Thrones is coming on. And oh shoot, yeah. Because okay. I was like, look, I was like, look, it's Game Seven, it's Game of Thrones, but I was like, it's the last season. This is supposed to be one of the biggest episodes ever. I was like, I'm gonna watch the premiere, so I hate it, but I turned it off, and then I like the episode was so crazy that I completely <laughs> forgot about the game. And then I got on my phone, and I had a text from uh, my buddy Chase that said, he said, I got up, cracked open a beer, and made a sandwich and sat back down on the time it took that ball to fall in the rim. Oh, yeah. And I no, said, it, when I was watching it, I was like, holy crap. And I said, oh, my God, what is he talking about? So I went and checked <laughs> it out, and then I was crushed even more so after that episode. So, that, I mean, that was great. I Just loved perfect. it. The drama, the... I don't know, the tension, it was so awesome. Oh, yeah, and I'm I not loved, mad about and look, it. I'm not hating on Joel, Joel Embiid, because I, I kind of like him. He seems like a funny guy. But, man, I loved watching his face when that ball went in. Oh, man, it was awesome. Well, that I mean, was, that would have been oh, anybody. Man, that was awesome. Oh, I know. It was just awesome. That picture of, you know, Kawhi, like, bending down, looking at the thing, and then um, Joel Embiid's, like, trying to, like, you know, lean out, trying to see if he can see it. Man, that was Oh, that was intense. Oh no, that's that a his, awesome. I mean, that's a historical moment, and it's like, if if this happened to us, I'm glad that it was Kawhi. You know what I mean? Kawhi's a great guy. I mean, I guess so. I don't really have any kind of dislike or like for Kawhi, but I thought it was pretty. That, awesome. That's exactly why I like him. What's there to dislike about him? He just shows up and he does his job and he leaves. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I I don't know. It was a really really fun game to watch. It was a fun series. Um, yeah, it was. I'm. I don't know. I guess it went down to Game Seven. It was pretty awesome. Well, so. Game Seven at the last second too. So I mean, no, I know the Sixers exceeded my expectations and how they played. That's promising, but um, they exceeded my expectations as well. Next season, I didn't see it going to seven. So what about Toronto and Milwaukee? What do you think about that? Toronto and Milwaukee. Hmm. I think. 
Gosh, that's hard because, look, right now, the best player, I think, personally, the best player in the playoffs is Giannis. That's I easy. Think so. There is no competition. Yeah. Well, I don't know. A lot of people want to say KD and Kawhi, and they both have well, you know, cases I, I for mean, it I guess, arguments. I guess you're right. They have a case for an argument. Yeah, but for me right now, I think Giannis is the best player in the playoffs, and I I think probably Bucks in six or seven. Probably. Yeah, I was gonna say Bucks and six. That's just a gut feeling of mine because I feel like the Bucks are a lot better team than the Sixers are, and the Sixers took them to seven games. So yeah, I mean, who knows what we'll see? Just a gut feeling, Bucks and six. I think Toronto's too good to not get at least two games, and I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to seven. But I'm gonna choose Bucks. I mean, yeah, they're playing for the right to lose to Golden State, so we'll see how that goes. However, the matchup with Giannis and Kawhi will be a fun one to watch. Oh, yeah. Considering Dude, Kawhi's defense. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. If, if it's going to be fun. If he can do anything to shut down Giannis, then that'll be a fun series. But I got to say this. The reason the Sixers held in that series for so long was because their game plan was to smother Kawhi, make him make the difficult shots. And he did. He would still get 25 points a game when they did that. But... You have to force the rest of the team to step up. And you see that game seven, they did the same thing. It was 90 to 90 before that last shot went in. 90 points, you know? So, I mean, you got to force the rest of the team to step up. And Toronto failed to do that twice in that series against the Sixers. So, maybe the Bucs will take the same approach. Yeah, I like to think so. I really see... um I think the finals matchup is definitely going to be Golden State and Milwaukee. I feel pretty confident about that. But I wouldn't be shocked if um, Toronto took it to seven games or even one. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. Oh, no, no, I no. Be, I'm with you on that one. Uh, yeah. I would be, like like I said, it's a complete gut feeling. I feel, like, totally sure that the Bucks are going to win this series. But if they don't, yeah, I do Toronto too. is a good team, and I'll understand. Like, it makes sense. It's not like, you know, it's not like it would be like if the Nuggets beat the Warriors or something, you know, crazy. But... I mean, I'm going to be blown away if Portland beats uh, Golden State. Exactly. Yeah. I will be blown away. There's no way. I just, there's no way. Look, we're at the point now in this run of Golden State where it's a shock if anyone beats them, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, part of me thinks it's pretty crazy and like it's kind of cool to watch, but at the same time, it is a little frustrating that they're going to win the title every single year as long as this team is together. So do you think uh, you think the Bucks have any chance, or or the Raptors, no. of any team left? Does anyone have a chance to beat Golden State this year? I mean, I guess you always have a chance, but I just no, I don't think so. I don't see any. I think Golden State's about to win their title, another one. I just I don't see how it. I I just don't see how it's possible because this team is so freaking good, dude. And if um, Demarcus Cousins comes back. Oh man! Is he even on a timetable to return in the playoffs? Yeah, they think he'll make it. They, or from what I've read, they think he'll come back. You know, I don't remember where I read it, but I think I saw somewhere that said the Warriors are worse with Cousins on the court. Yeah, I've seen that before. But I mean, honestly, they've never been a very center forward offense or defense, really. You know. No, because they're not Draymond's built to play not like a, that. Yeah, Draymond when he did play because he used to play center, and when yeah, he did, was he a wasn't a very tra- yeah he was, wasn't a very traditional center style of play. And then you know, 
they he, they moved him to Ford, so I think that's really kind of the way they play. I yeah, don't know. I mean, I don't see I don't see Demarcus really, or I guess Boogie. I don't see him making that big of a difference. Me neither. But I, I you know, it's still tough to say. But star on the court. Oh yeah, but I still I think you're right. I think it's I, I don't think anyone's going to beat him this year. I guess we'll have to see what happens in free agency. Which do you have any opinions on that? Where do you think Katie's going to go? I think Katie's going to stay. What? Yeah, I think so. Part Tell me. Me, Tell I me used why. to think he was I used to think he was going to leave, but dude, just I don't know. I think the dude just wants to win championship after championship after championship and he thinks, dude, honestly, he probably thinks in his mind if they win like, you know, six together, that he'll be considered the greatest player of all time. But I just don't think he realizes no one will ever give him any credit as long as he's on that team ever. I hope he understands that cuz he's not getting anything accomplished being on the Warriors. I mean, if we're looking at the stats we pulled up last week, he's still putting up major numbers. But that's why I'm saying no one's going to care because he's on the Warriors. No one's going to give like him that credit. I feel like that's kind of a cheap shot, though. I don't think so. I mean, discount I mean, the he, championships, I mean, went, but you... like That's what I'm saying, is you can discount the championships maybe, but you can't discount his play. Because, like no, I said, he's still, he's, he's still balling out. He's still a good player, but he'll never get the credit as far as legacy goes, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's like LeBron cemented his legacy when he beat the Warriors because that the rest of that team wasn't helping him, that's for sure. Oh, uh, except, Lord, I mean, except no. Kyrie. But you know what I mean? Like, I think the teams right now going against Golden State this year are better than that Cavaliers team was, but they don't have LeBron. And unless Giannis can maintain what Giannis is doing, then I, I don't think anyone has a chance. But if Giannis can go full LeBron mode on the Warriors, then I think I think the Bucks have the best chance. Yeah, I well out of anybody, or I guess out of Toronto and Milwaukee, yeah, I would say the Bucks have the best chance. But I don't see either of them pulling it off. No, but I, I mean, I think for the first time in a while, we might have a fun finals matchup. Like, cause I mean, you know, the yeah, Bucks the had the best record crappy. in the NBA. Like yeah. they weren't messing around this year. Yeah, but I mean, they're also playing in the East. The I East mean, is pretty the, weak. Now the East has been a lot better as of recent. Yeah, they've been better. Just they're nothing compared to the West. Okay, who's in the like? What what are the top four teams in the West? It's top four teams. I, I was it Golden State, um, Houston, um, Portland and Denver. Portland and Denver. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think those are the top. That's four what seats. I'm saying. Is like Portland and Denver are good teams, but it's not like they're juggernauts. And I think the top four in the East were it was Toronto, Milwaukee, the Sixers, and the Celtics. Those were all really good teams this year. And again, not discounting Portland and Denver, they were all they were both fantastic as well. But I'm just saying, if you take those four versus those four, it's pretty balanced. Minus, I mean, if you look at the Warriors, but still, the, you know, like I was saying, the Bucks had a better record. So, yeah, no, I see exactly what you're saying. I'm just—it's just a lot more even than it was when I—I I don't know what happened. I think it's just player development, along with Kawhi getting traded to the East. But you know. Yeah, I see exactly what you're saying. All right, so Trey. What's up? College football. It's been a while. It's been a while. We haven't talked to college football in a while, but, you know, college football isn't going on right now, which sucks. I think that's the sport me and you both enjoy watching the most. It's um, always a great time. All right, so Trey, which college football team do you think will exceed expectations or – you know, surprise somebody. Who, what are they? Who's it going to be? So, 
by exceed expectations, you know, I, I don't think that necessarily has to be a team that's like not going to be ranked going into the season because the two teams I'm, th- yeah, I'm going to cheat. I got two teams I'm thinking of, <laughs> but that's uh, fine. Yeah, no, that's fine. So the two teams I'm thinking of are probably going to be top 20, top 15 teams. One of them's probably going to be top 10, but to me, exceeding expectations means, well, exceeding expectations, doing a lot better than uh, you're projected to go. So the first team I'm going to say is just the Florida Gators, man. And Yeah, simply, I, a lot of people are excited. Well, I'm just saying they got uh, the quarterback coming back. Uh, what, what's his name? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, Felipe Franks. Right, right, right. If he can progress and get a little bit better, then they got something decent going on with their offense. But it's also they got a top 10 recruiting, recruiting class last year, and a lot of teams in the SEC work off of freshmen, you know? I mean, yeah. teams all around do, but it's like, especially like if you go to Alabama, you're going to have freshmen that start for four years, you know what I mean? So, Oh, yeah, it happens all the time. That's what I mean. They People gotta, think it's a lot more rare than it actually is. Yeah, they got a top 10 recruiting class, but the most important piece to this puzzle is Dan Mullen, man. He has I think to he's be, one of the best coaches. That's what I'm saying. The, I think he's absolutely the most underrated coach in college football, but I'd say he's top five at least. He's awesome. I would, Yeah, I'd put him at... Probably number five, I would say. Yeah, I mean, you can just look well, at what know. he's worked with over the years. I think he's always exceeded expectations, especially at Mississippi State. And last year, they went, what, 10-3? and three? Yeah. Well, okay, hey, real quick. Yeah. Top five coaches. Uh, Nick Saban, number one. Dabo, obviously. number two. Um, Jimbo Fisher. You think Jimbo Fisher's number three? I don't think he's number three. I think he's top five. Um, okay. I think, I mean, like I said, I'm going to go with what I said, Dan Mullen. Dan, I would definitely put Dan Mullen and see. Okay, a lot of people want to say Jim Harbaugh. I feel like I know when I no, absolutely not. Yeah, see, I don't think so either. Not in college, at least. Not. I don't think he's done anything in college to warrant that. And I think a lot of people like would get upset about that. Yeah, but, it's like a lot of people also point to his Stanford days. But look who he had, man. And yeah, he had Andrew Luck back then. But yeah, but beside the point, um, I'm gonna go with this, and it's kind of a out of left field since he's just coming back and he's also at Kansas but less miles okay you think he's top five I think he is a top five coach but Kansas won't be anything special this year because they're rebuilding now because they just got a brand new coach you know okay what about uh Chris Peterson in Washington Eh. I think he has a case for top five dude you really does well funny enough that's a good coach Washington was going to be my other pick for team and it wasn't okay. and it wasn't because of the coach. It was because of who they got at quarterback now. They got Jacob Eason, the transfer from Georgia. You remember him? Yeah. Is he gonna start this year? He's the projected starter. You okay. know, because they had uh Browning leave last year. So what I'm saying okay. is yeah. if you remember before Jake Fromm was the quarterback for Georgia, it, it was, was Jacob, Jacob Eason. Eason. Yeah. And Jacob Eason, everyone was calling him like the next Matthew Stafford. And honestly, he looked to the part when, and he was just a true freshman playing out there. I think they got something special with him. Uh, and they got a lot of holes to fill because they had a bunch of people leave. Um, but they got most of their starting offense returning. So I think Washington might. Oh, and they also had a top 15 recruiting class, which I guess you're right. does come down to coaching a lot. But yeah, um, no, yeah I think so. Chris, dude, I think Chris Peterson's one of the best coaches. I think if he's not top five, he's number six. I think so, dude. I think he's a great coach. So I think real quick before I say, or are you done with your teams? Yeah, those were the two I was going to talk about, Florida and Washington. 
Okay, so real quick, I think if I had to name the top five coaches right now, obviously you got Nick Saban and Dabo at the top. There's no doubt about that. It's They've them set two themselves and everyone apart. Else. Yeah, exactly. They've set themselves apart. Um, I want to say definitely, I think Dan Mullen probably, Kirby, and to be honest with you, I don't know. I'm a lot of people think I'm crazy, but dude, I don't know. Chris Peterson's a good coach. I'm thinking between him and Jimbo. See, I'm not gonna say less miles just yet. I'm not gonna say less miles just yet because I haven't seen him like since he came back. You know what I mean? He's still got. Yeah, he's I'm still going off body of himself. work. That's you're right, but I'm going off body of work. He's proved himself for a decade before this. It's just now he's got to work with, you know, a much less prestigious program. Yeah, which I'm. I don't. I still don't understand why he took that job. I, I'm not sure if it's because he couldn't find another job or if oh, he just he wanted to found another job. I'm sure See, he that's wanted the challenge. Thought. See, I would think so too. So maybe it was just the challenge of going to a program that's not very prestigious or well known for their football. Because you know, obviously, everybody knows Kansas is a basketball school. I mean, but also think about it. If you're the guy that comes in, because obviously Kansas is the basketball school, and I'm sure fans want to like the football there but it's like it's so hard to support them when they uh don't win a game but the man whoever it is that comes in and fixes that program for kansas and turns them into a football and basketball school they're going to be an instant legend in the midwest oh, like yeah. that's legend status around there they'll get you a trophy or uh, <laughs> and, uh, and a statue so, yeah, I mean, I, if he wins anything of significance at kansas he'll get a statue Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I don't even think he has to win a national championship to get a statue. Just a Big Twelve title. Just give us that yeah, list. Win a Big Twelve title, dude. Oh man, those people would go nuts. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do you think that we've been a little bit harsh on Lincoln Riley not putting him in our top six? Yeah, uh, I, I will say this: when Bob Stoops left Oklahoma, I thought for sure that program was going to go down. Yeah. Lincoln Riley did a really good job. Although although you got to say he did he did have some pretty good quarterbacks. Okay. Yeah, he's had I mean he's had two Heisman winners in a row, the number 1 pick two years in a row. So what is he going to do with Jalen Hurts? Right. I don't think Jalen Hurts is anywhere near a first overall pick. I know we talked about no. that. But so I'll be excited to see what he can do with Jalen who is a good quarterback but not a number 1 overall pick, you know. Yeah. So I mean Hats off to him. He's a great coach. Uh, he'd be in my top 10. I just think there's yeah, oh, other better coaches. My, I think he's in my top 10, yeah. Okay, so it's for me and my team. I think if I had to go with any team right now that I feel good about maybe going into the season exceeding expectations, and I'm not sure really what everybody's expectations of, the, of this team is because I've seen it go up and down, but I'm going to say Oregon. Okay. And so the reason I say Oregon is I got okay. First off, you got to name him Justin Herbert, right? The QB. I mean, what a huge pickup him coming back for his senior season. I mean that the, Cristobal's team is looking really, really good now with Herbert coming back because they would have been screwed without him. I mean, this guy, if it wasn't for Tua, he'd probably be the first quarterback taken in this year's draft. You know, if they if Tua decides to leave, right? So. You know, I really like this team. I really like, um, what's his name? Uh, Troy Dye, the linebacker. He decided to forego the NFL also to come back and play for his senior year. So I think the defense is going to step up. They're going to have experience with him. Uh, CJ Verdell running the ball. Dude, the guy can catch it. The guy can run it. I mean, he's a good, good player. And they got Travis Dye backing him up. I really like him a lot. And then, not to mention, they've got the number one player coming out of high school, uh, the defensive end, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, where's he from? I mean, 
Uh, I don't know where he's from. Um, he's just number one. Yeah, no, he. I just know he was number one. Let me see. If that's I can a huge pickup for Oregon. Look you know, it up. Real that's quick. the thing about these uh, these Pac-12 teams. They call it Pac-12 after dark for a reason. You know, because they come yeah. on. I mean, in Central Time where we are, they come on at usually around nine thirty. So the game doesn't mm-hmm. end till almost one a.m. So it's like, yeah. especially for people, for someone like me, if Oregon's not a top program and they're playing so late, it's like, what's my incentive to watch? You know, it's like I really need to get some sleep. Yeah. So I don't. Okay. So, so oh, I, I, I think done. that's why they might be getting overlooked, and that's why a lot of uh, West Coast teams get overlooked. It's because the world operates around the East Coast, you know. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so he's from California, by the way. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, it's so closer I guess, than I yeah, thought it would be. Yeah, it makes sense for him going to Oregon. That makes a lot of sense, actually. So you know, I really like Mario Cristobal's team. Um, I think they're going to win the back the Pac-12, and maybe, just maybe. They'll end this little dead streak of not making the college football playoff, the Pac-12. They might make it back. The last time they made it was you three years ago with Washington. Yeah, I think Oregon's going to be better than Washington. Now, I, mean, I like I'll, Washington. I do. I think, I, like I said, I think Chris Peterson's a probably, if not top five coach, he's number six. So I see what you're saying. Justin Herbert is more accomplished than Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason just has such a high ceiling. If he can tap that potential, then, you know. And speaking yeah. of which, you know what makes me mad about this Jacob Eason thing? What? Is that he transferred for Georgia because he lost his job. Fair enough, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I'd mean, i probably do the same. And he got a year penalty from the NCAA, right? Makes sense, yeah, as the rules state that he Jaylen should. Jalen Hurts did the same exact thing, eligible right away. But it's not, uh, ju- that, it's not just no, Jalen, it's no, everybody. that was different. That What's was different, different about it? Jalen Hurts was a graduate transfer, Trey. Was he? Yeah, he he graduated from UA, so he's That's right, eligible he did. immediately. Yeah. yeah, okay. No, come okay. on, dude, come on, get your what about, facts uh, straight. What about that guy, Justin Fields from Georgia? Now, Justin Fields, that's and then Tate Martell also. Yes, Tate. That Tate. was that bothers me. That bothers me a lot because that's not fair in any way, especially because I've seen a lot of stuff about. Um, and now this is all you know, Twitter, you know, stuff like that. But I've seen so many players try and uh, transfer for medical reasons or, you know, they have some um, family members that are having medical problems and they want to be closer to home. But, you know, the NCAA says that's not allowed. Sorry about it. Yeah, Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, I just don't understand what makes them think that's okay. Do they not realize America hates the NCAA right now? Like as an organization, like, yeah, we love college sports, but dude, I, I mean, I've never seen more hate for the NCAA as a organization in my entire life than yeah, right I, now. I know exactly the uh, the specific event you're talking about. And yeah, this I think guy there's was, two of them. Well, there was a guy, I, the one I'm thinking of, I don't know his name, sorry, but he was uh, he was playing at a uh, Division One A school, and I th- it was like Indiana or something, and he had his uh, I think his grandmother got very sick, and I think it was his grandfather. Yeah, in Illinois he or something like that. He wanted his grandpa to see him play. Yeah, he wanted yeah, so, his grandpa to be able to see him play. So he wanted to move closer. So he sent that request to the NCAA, and he was just he was transferred to like an FCS school or something. Like he was downgrading yeah, wasn't, in quality yeah, of school. Exactly. And they denied him. Wouldn't let him do it without the yeah, year they penalty. Said that's not allowed. Right. I I just don't understand that in any way. Yeah, I didn't mean to turn this into an NCAA hate fest, but no, but it's, I mean, it's honestly, frustrating, they, is it not? Yeah, they deserve some flack right now. I mean, right. and then especially, I mean, I, we're about to go on a rant with this, <laughs> especially with um, Bill Self, all this basketball stuff going on. Dude, it's like, it looks like everyone's just going to get away with it. 
I mean, Will Wade. I mean, come on. What is going on? Well, I don't understand why no one is getting punished. I don't understand it at all. Like, I mean, it, if they it, say they have proof that these people are cheating and giving money like they say they do, then why are they not getting in trouble? Oh, I, watched, I just uh, don't understand it in any way. I watched a four-part documentary about the whole Laramie Tunsil and Ole Miss and Hugh Freeze thing. Oh, oh okay. I mean, they had so much. I've never much, seen it. What is it called? Uh, it was by SB Nation, you know, that YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. The, and the website and all that. It was on their YouTube channel. They put they they made this whole thing, and they had a guy, and he was an investigative journalist, and he went through it. You can look it up. I forgot what it's called, but, if I mean, if you look up SB Nation, Ole Miss, I'm sure you'll find it. I recommend it. They had so much evidence against them. Absolute slap on the wrist, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, I mean, what, I just don't understand it was that a two-year bowl ban or something? Like, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So, I just don't understand the NCAA in any way. Honestly, they got some serious stuff to look at. They really need to look at themselves and decide what kind of organization they want to be because they're making a bunch of decisions that make no sense. Well, see, it's the same thing in the NFL as, as it is in the NCAA. Some people you have a ton of evidence for, and they'll get a slap on the wrist, and then some people you don't really know what they did, and they'll get harshly punished. It's like uh, with Zeke Elliott in the NFL a few years ago. Yeah. You remember that? It? The domestic violence uh, allegations that turned out to be false, and then he got six-game suspension for it. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like, and then sometimes you have people that literally beat women and they'll get two games, you know? Yeah. It, well, it's sad I will to say see. this, though. Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt's getting in trouble. So, just to be fair... Yeah, and then some people are calling that too harsh, but I'm like, it, yeah, I mean, woman or not, you still assaulted someone in a hotel, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think so, too. And people I'm are not like, sure if I would say it's harsh or not, but he definitely deserved to be punished. Yeah, the thing is, like, uh, when I bring this up to people, they're like, oh, but it wasn't a full kick. He pulled back. He didn't kick him that hard. But I was like, it's the it's the intent. You still, your intent was still to harm yeah. somebody. You know what I mean? Like He assaulted a person, which is a horrible look for anybody, whether he was able to make the punch or not. Yeah, so I, I just, I think punishing him was the right move. Yeah, I agree. I think the, so. I think so, too. So, um, anyhow, step off our soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> Got real serious. Um, yeah. So I think we both agree, uh, or I guess we both disagree, but I think, do you think Washington's going to make the college football playoff? Oh, absolutely not. I think they're just going to do better okay. than a top. I think they're going to do better than just a top 20 team. I think they might be a top 10. Maybe what about lose. when the, what about when the pack 12? That one I could see. But okay, yeah, if they I win the so Pac-12, I, th- I think it's you know yeah. one or two losses, and I think, I think it's probably other people Oregon with better Washington. bids. I think yeah, it's between I, Oregon and Washington. I think you're absolutely right on that. Um, I got. I guess I'm going Oregon, and you're going Washington, which it'll be interesting to see. Now, I will say, I think Georgia's got to run for their money in the East with Florida, yeah. which is kind of weird to say, considering Georgia's been the powerhouse there for you know years. But what do you have to say about that? Um, I think Georgia's still going to win the East, but I think it'll be tighter than they'd like it to be. I guess tighter than the past two years, really. Right. Uh, but I, I do mean, think I don't think Florida's going to be good enough to beat Georgia. If not this year, the next year. See, I don't know because Felipe Franks is going to be the senior. So who's going to be their quarterback next year? I don't know. You could, could you say that about anyone though? Um, I mean, like with I mean, the, yeah, I guess you could. Well, uh, I mean, I guess with Alabama, you're thinking, you know, probably Talley is going to be the quarterback after Tua leaves, but like... Yeah, either him or Paul. That's what I'm saying is like... Uh, wait, uh, okay, tell me a little bit about Paul, because I don't know a lot about him. 
Paul is a pro-style quarterback, and he is the great-grandson of Paul Bear Bryant. Oh, right, 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 right. I remember that yeah. because him and Talia had those big battles in the Alabama State playoffs last yeah. year. Yeah, and I believe Talia took the win, I want to say. Yeah, I think he did. we're pronouncing his name right, aren't we? Talia, is that right? I've never heard anyone speak his name, so I've just read it, so See, I'm just kind of going been, with to it. To be honest, I've been saying Talia. It could, be, it could be Talia. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, y'all know who I'm. We're, we're talking about Tua's little brother. Right. Okay, so uh, this week's episode of Game of Thrones, I thought, uh, well, I've seen a lot of back and forth on it. I thought it was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. I'm not hating on it. Now, has this season been everything that I've wanted it to be? No. But has it been a good season? I think, yeah. I yeah, have that's, no idea where it's going to go for one. The what next week's the last episode, so I have no idea where what they're going to do. Yeah, that's exactly where I sit. I don't think it's a bad season at all. Uh, I mean, I think there's some things that could have been done better, obviously, but I'm not jumping on the hate train. I just don't see a point in it because why ruin something that you love just because other people don't like it? Yeah, exactly. Why does it matter what other people think? If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Right, and. You know, I'm a big sucker for like letting little things just bug in my head and change my opinion on things. So if I hear, if, if I just, if I look all over the internet and people are just going, it's awful, it's awful, it's awful, in my mind I'll start thinking, is it awful? So I've tried to stay away from that and form my own opinion of this season and really this last episode because it, it, this last episode was generally, I think this was probably one of the better ones of the season, if not the best. Um, yeah, I would probably say so. But the people that don't like it hate it, you know? Yeah, and I guess we can't really say what happens. We haven't list we haven't lifted our spoiler ban yet, but I think it was a good episode. Like we said every single week so far, I think the only there's only been one episode I didn't like of this season, and we both disagreed on it. Did not like episode two. I didn't think it was very good. But see, I thought it was fine. I didn't have a problem with it. I thought episode was it? Yeah, four. I thought episode four was really good. Also, so we've had two really good episodes in a row. Yeah, at least from our, three. Yeah, from our perspective. I guess three, yeah, because yeah. Epi- episode three was great, too. So from our perspective, we've had three great episodes in a row. Yeah, I mean, so, the I will say it doesn't matter, these these last three episodes, because if the next episode is just flat-out horrible, then it could ruin the whole season, because it's the last episode of the whole show, you know? Yeah. It's oh, like, hey, well, you can finish first. I'll say, I'll say what I want to say in a second. Okay, I just have a, an analogy for this. Have you ever seen How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, I've seen the whole show. Great show. Okay, Spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen it, I mean, I guess. But the whole show is about one guy, Ted Mosby, and his journey to find his wife. You know, and, and like he keeps dating girls, and he, and he never finds out. So anyway, you go through nine seasons of this, and eventually he, he finds and he meets this, uh, this girl. She's perfect for him, and he's perfect for her. And they get married. And then in the second to Have last episode kids. of the show... yeah. And then they fast forward, she dies of cancer, show ends. No, 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 no. That's not true. What's well, not true? No, well, I get, that's not how the show ended, though. Okay, I'm sorry. And then he went back to the girl that he had been chasing for years that was clearly wrong for him, which made no, it even worse. See, I think that's the one everyone wanted him to be with. Robin? That's awful, though. She Everybody what? wanted him to be with Robin. No, they made it inherently obvious throughout the whole show that Robin and Ted were wrong for each other. 
Sometimes opposites attract, Trey. I'm just saying, every time they got together, it never worked. I don't know how we got in this argument about how I met your mother, but I have a strong opinion about the last season of that show. So my point is... I thought it was a good show. I liked it. Oh, I love the show. I hate the last two episodes, but I love the show. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Now, did it shock me that the kid's mom died? Yeah, but I enjoyed it. See, the whole time, I was like, maybe there's some way he'll end up with Robin. And then he did. It was awesome. I hated that. I hated it so much. <laughs> well, then I don't know what to tell you. It sounds like you're just, I don't even know. It you're doesn't, a Debbie Downer. It doesn't matter. But my point was that uh, Game of Thrones, <laughs> at least in my eyes, it could shake up a lot of things if the last episode is really bad. You know, a lot of shows have done it that way. Yeah. So, gosh, I wish we could talk about what happened. We will. We will. Soon enough. Spoiler ban will be lifted. What, two weeks from now? I guess we'll wait a week after the last episode airs, or we should wait two yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's fair. So episode 15, show up, we'll give our full analysis of the last season. Episode 15 or 16, because we might discuss it and wait an extra week just for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. Right, right, right. We're trying to give people time. But anyway, I thought it was a great show. So, um, great episode. Um, I think we both agree on that. So, next up, listener question. S- question, questions. Yeah, whatever you want. Just to call got one it. this week. Let's yeah. talk about it. I think we picked one, and I am—I'm not nervous. I—I <laughs> I think it'll be a good question. I, I kept it tame. Don't worry. Yeah, no, I've got my answers. Okay, so okay, Andrew, do you want to? Do yeah, you want me to read it? I'll read it. Let, so our question we got is, what do you like and dislike about each other? Yeah, thank you for the question. We very much appreciate <laughs> it. So Trey, do you want me to go first, or do you want you to go first? I'll go first. Mine's not bad, I don't think. Okay, I mean, mine's not bad either, I don't think. But I, I tried to be honest. All right, guys, you're witnessing the end of Couch Takes right here. Um, I'm just <laughs> People joking. are trying to tear us apart. No. Okay, so here's what I like about Andrew. Andrew is just, it's cliche, but he's a great guy. He'll give you the shirt off your back if you need it. He's super oh, understanding. Man. Like, when we have to reschedule stuff, like, we had to change up our uh, recording schedule for this week. Due to the fact that I'm moving out of my apartment and all that, and Andrew was super accommodating about it, and so here we are recording. But um, the only di- the dislike I have is uh, Andrew is always right, and by that I mean what I cannot. You, what do you mean by that? I cannot tell you how many times we've gotten in an argument. And it's it's always about sports. It always seems to be. But it's always is, about sports for sure. And every time, I know for a fact that Andrew leaves that conversation and says to himself, "Yeah." I won that. <laughs> there, and it's so frustrating because I I know that I I never I can never win one of those arguments because I know Andrew always thinks that he won, so it's just yeah. just frustrating because I'm like sometimes I'm right too, but no 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 it's Andrew's not that always I right. Don't think you're right. I just think we have. I mean, like it's hard for us. I feel like for some reason, me and you, we assume our opinions are facts. When That's it comes right. to sports. So, like, we have a hard time being like, how could this idiot not understand that this is a fact? Like, you know what I mean? You're absolutely right, yeah. So I feel like that's what it is. Like, even though it's an opinion, for us, it seems like a fact. And, I I mean, that's a good answer. I thought that was pretty funny, so. But I don't think that I necessarily do that. I kind of do, but it's not necessarily that I think you're wrong. It's just that I like my opinion better than yours. <laughs> I think okay. that's a good way to say it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I know you're you're not doing it to purposely mess with me it's just like it bugs yeah. me because i'm like how does he not understand <laughs> <laughs> okay so for mine 
I think mine was, I mean, I think I, it's a lot like yours. So for me, um, how do I word this? I, what do I like about Trey? Well, something that I've really, really enjoyed about working with Trey on this podcast and, you know, being a friend with him over the years is how he always puts in a ton of work on this show and he always puts in a ton of work for everything else too. I've always admired that about him. And so like I, for those of you who don't know, I'm pretty much when it comes to this, I do pretty much just the Instagram sometimes, or I'll post on Instagram story and then I talk on the podcast. Everything else, all the edits, all the um, all the cool stuff that you see on our Instagram, like he makes the post. I'll just, you know, click post. So he makes literally all of it. He does all the work. I'm literally just a talking head for this. I mean, not a company, but for this podcast. So I, I really, really love that about Trey, how he always does that kind of stuff. Thank you. Um, dislike. Oh, thank you. <laughs> This is something that I have wanted to say for such a long time. Trey, yeah. you are the biggest bullcrap Raiders 76ers fan I have ever met in my entire life. I've known that. Of, for those of you who want to know, I mean, I don't even consider really Trey a big fan of those teams. Are you kidding me? Literally, we just came, he came to high school one day and was like, you know what? I'm going to pick the two worst teams in the leagues at the time to be a fan of. Wrong. And then from here on out, he's acted like he's been, oh man, I've been Raiders day one. I've been 76ers day one. No, he was picking teams that he figured were on the up and coming eventually so he could <laughs> say he was there from the beginning. That is, he knows it. No, that's I absolutely wrong. And I know where that started. Bull okay. crap. Everybody, Trey, they were both awful when you started saying were. you were fans of but those I have, teams. I have a reason for both of those teams that I chose them. It wasn't okay. What it wasn't your the best then? reasons in the world, but it was one what day I was bored and there was absolutely nothing going on. I didn't watch the NFL at all. Okay, I turned on a game one night because there was absolutely nothing else on. I watched an 0 and 10 Raiders team led by a rookie quarterback Derek Carr take down a playoff team at the time, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, on a last second comeback. And it was amazing. Derek Carr's post game interview sold me. I was like, I want to see more of this guy. So I started watching him and I really liked it. The Sixers, I Really loved Jaleel Okafor when he played at Duke. I liked his game. The Sixers <laughs> drafted him. So I was like, Jaleel hey. Okafor, dude. I, I, That's I your reason for the 76ers. So I started watching the Sixers, and uh, then I realized I like the rest of this team better than Jaleel Okafor. So it, that just kind of where it stuck. And then my friend Jason at school started calling me a reverse bandwagoner for the reason that Andrew just you said. Are. You absolutely are. Here's the thing is, I like those teams because I was like, I like the general like I like the history of these teams I like some of the players that are on these teams so I was like I'm gonna follow them and see what happens and then it's like now I actually do have some sort of emotional connection to them but Andrew's giving me crap about that forever I mean yeah I mean I've been Packers since I could watch football and I've been Miami since I started watching basketball nah that's okay so, nah, it's, okay what do you have to say about that Trey <laughs> no see me and a bunch of other people like to mess with Andrew saying he's not a Miami fan then he's just a LeBron fan, and he claims to be a Miami fan. I'm definitely so he doesn't a look like fan. a LeBron fan. But no, that's not true. I know I am a LeBron fan. I mean, I'm not afraid to admit that. But I was Miami before LeBron because of D Wade. Yeah, and, and that's, that's fair. the truth. And it's like honestly, it's, I've, I've known that forever. I just say that to mess with you. Oh yeah, no, I know. But I'm never going to stop messing with you about the um, 76ers and Raiders. I'm never going to give you full credit as a fan when they win the Super Bowl. I don't want to see you celebrate. But you okay, know, that could be cool. when we're like, we're, that'll be when we're like 70. Okay, if, that's fine. 
Maybe. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, I think this has been a pretty good episode. Thank you for the question. Um, Trey, do you have anything else we'd like to go over? I think that was about it, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's all we had lined up for today. If you liked us, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, uh, at Couch Takes, at Couch underscore Takes. You know the drill. Um, we really appreciate the questions uh, that y'all send us, and we appreciate the support. So, Andrew, you got anything else you want to say? Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, like he said, we really appreciate the sport. We like the questions every single week. We just thought that was probably the best question to pick for this episode. It was pretty funny. But um, you never know. You might uh, be your question topic might appear on, so keep them coming. And uh, thank you so much. I hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you next week. God bless. See y'all.